The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. Hi everyone, welcome to the Southland Community Law Centre's information session. I'm Mike, and with me today is Shane Robinson from Hewitt Gold Lawyers. Uh, welcome Shane. Kia ora, Mike. Shane is a Principal Immigration Advocate at um, Hewitt Gold Lawyers uh, here in Invercargill. Thank you for making the time to coming in today, mate. Um, no worries. Our topic today, though, focuses on immigration, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> how COVID has impacted on immigration, especially at the border. Um, so there's going to be three topics that we're going to try and cover today, which are the exemptions for the, uh, the border exemptions during the pandemic and after, I presume, if we can yep. get the time in. Yep. Yep. Um, residency visas and work visas and some of the changes that have come into play just recently. Um, as always, it is important to remember that uh, the information discussed today is information only and not to be considered as legal advice. For legal advice on immigration matter or any other legal concern that you may have, contact our officers uh, for an appointment. Alrighty, so our sessions um, is brief in duration, so we will try to fit in as much information as we can without making the information sort of an overload scenario. And um, I imagine with the brief amount of stuff that I skimmed through, there is a lot for you to get through, Shane. Yeah. Um, we, we are aware that it has, um, the pandemic has um disrupted everyone in the country in varying levels, and for immigrants, their frustrations are potentially more so. I'm guessing that the rules of the immigrants are forever changing, and no doubt uh, more so with the fluctuations of COVID levels and political pressures. So Shane, can we touch currently on um, the exemption immigrants can apply for? Yeah, thanks Mike. Okay, so um, you're not wrong. The pandemic's had a massive impact on immigration. Um, the number of um, migrants um, coming through the country has dropped from 7 million to 165,000 in the last year. Um, th we don't really have any indication of when the border will reopen, um, except sometime next year, um, the minister said, uh, or rather the associate minister, Phil Twyford. Um, immigration is currently going through a rebalancing process as well, um, and so Immigration New Zealand is trying to do all these things at once. Um, as a reflection of that, since the 3rd of February last year, when COVID first uh, reared its ugly head, we've had 100 updates to um, Immigration New Zealand's instructions and its operational manual. And um, yeah, trying to keep track of that has been a bit of a mission. But anyway, <laughs> the most current um, updates that I have are all on the Immigration New Zealand website. now. Um, this is not an easy website to negotiate. Um, I think we'll be talking more about that um, later in this program. But um, if you want to know the latest COVID-19 related updates, and this includes how COVID-19 relates to any visa, go to the um, Immigration New Zealand homepage and up near the top, there's a button marked COVID-19. Click on that and it will straight away take you to a page with the key updates. Um, so at the moment, those are um, that from the 1st of November, 
Um, full vaccination is a requirement for non-New Zealand citizens arriving into the country. Um, flexible working conditions for international students working in the health sector came in on the 22nd of September. Um, travel conditions for resident ho visa holders over overseas were extended on the 1st of September and flexible working conditions for supermarket workers at alert levels 3 and 4 came in on the 31st of August this year. So um, the other thing is of course that even if you do get a visa to come to New Zealand at the moment you've got to go through MIQ. Um, so you have to have a managed isolation allocation, allocation system voucher confirming a place in a managed isolation facility before boarding the flight and you can't get one of those unless you have a visa <laughs> okay now borders rules are changing all the time and so travelers have to become um, prepared for disruptions to their plans um, the other problem is of course that immigration New Zealand itself is being restricted by COVID with its biggest offices in Auckland they can't process paper-based applications some of those are being redirected to other offices, um, but most immigration officers are working from home. Um, all of those in, in the Waikato, for example, and Auckland are working from home. Um, so that um, influences the kind of service that Immigration New Zealand can give with regard to all its visa products. Um, so in terms of um, border exemptions, the government's default position is that the border is closed and you are only getting through the border if you um, qualify um, for, for one of um, special exemptions. Um, if you're in a quarantine-free quarantine -free travel country, uh, currently these are only the Pacifica um, countries and Pacific neighbours, um, you have to go through managed isolation if you are from anywhere else. Um, partners of New Zealanders who've previously held uh, a visa for New Zealand or currently hold a visa for New Zealand um, can come in, uh, sorry partners of citizens and residents. Um, essential health workers can come in. Um, some critical workers. Now a critical worker to get through the border has to be sponsored by an employer and um, you, you don't just get a work visa and come in. Um, and the government is being very tough on um, bringing people in through the border on that particular one. The last one, or the last main one, is humanitarian exemptions. Also very, very hard to get. You have to prove that there are exceptional circumstances of a humanitarian nature um, that would make it um, basically unjust for you not to come on the border. So we're talking about um, cases like a friend of mine um, another advisor helped a South African family where their son was in a hospital in Auckland with a head injury after a car crash um, and she managed to get his parents in but it's that level of um, urgency you're not going to get in um, just because you want to come to somebody's birthday party no. <laughs> for example. Okay. No, that, that's cool mate. and it's a bit awkward to have to rush this a wee bit just yeah, given their time right. frame so um, obviously then if you want to know about updates and, and border restrictions, etc., go to that updates button on the top right corner, do you say? Yeah, top, top left. So yeah, what, what do people wanting residency visas need to <coughs> put into place for themselves? Okay, so at the moment, um, the skilled migrant category is 
very much um, kind of on a go slow, not entirely immigration New Zealand's fault. As I said, um, paper applications are in their offices in Auckland and immigration officers working from home can't access them. Um, and that's for the skilled migrant category. Other online resident visa applications can still be processed. Um, the expression of interest queue is still frozen as it has been since uh, March last year. Um, but there is hope for all of those people stuck in the, in the expression of interest queue. Because um, on the 30th of September, the government announced a new one-off residence visa pathway for some temporary work visa holders currently in New Zealand. Um, some critical purpose visa holders arriving in New Zealand between the 30th of September and the 31st of July next year on long-term visas might also be eligible for this new visa. Partners and dependents can be included as part of those residence applications. There is no age limit um, and there is no English language requirement. Hmm. Um, so applications are going to be open in two phases from the 1st of December 2021. Um, for people who are in the expression of interest queue and have um, dependent children aged 17 or older in their expression of interest um, application, sorry, in their in expression of interest, and people who have skilled migrant category applications in processing. And then on the 1st of March 2022, um, the remaining eligible applicants will be able to apply, but all applications have to be submitted by the 31st of July 2022. So how do you know if you're eligible? Well, you go to the website <laughs> and you click on the blue banner at the top. But basically, the eligibility criteria are as follows. To be eligible for this visa, the principal applicant has to have been in New Zealand on the 29th of September this year and hold one of the visa types listed on the website, plus one or more of the following criteria. They have to have settled in New Zealand, that is, they must have lived in New Zealand for the past three or more years and have arrived in New Zealand on or before the 29th of September 2018 and have spent a minimum of 821 days in New Zealand between the 29th of September 2018 and 29th of September 2021, inclusive. The time spent in New Zealand does not need to be consecutive. There is no minimum amount within a calendar year. Um, immigration estimates that around 70% of applicants will probably be able to meet this requirement. Um, but there's no, unfortunately, there is no flexibility around those dates and no exceptions will be made. Um, in terms of that 70% number, immigration is expecting that of the 230,000 or so migrants currently in New Zealand on temporary visas, about 165,000 of those will be eligible for this. That is not a limit, that is just an estimate of who might be eligible. Um, and just as an aside, don't get your information from Facebook, please. <laughs> I get tired of people coming to see me, telling me about what they've seen on Facebook. If you're going to want information about this, first of all, look at the website. And if you're not sure, contact um, a law firm like mine or um, a licensed immigration advisor. Um, getting back to eligibility, uh, the second way that you can become eligible, uh, the second criteria is that uh, you must be working in a job on one of the scarce lists, which is also on the website and the on the page for eligibility. Um, and you had to have been working on that job on the 29th of September. Now, that's a pretty wide category as well. It basically covers everybody in primary industries, everybody in aged care and healthcare, um, 
and it covers people who would have had jobs on the long-term skills shortage list. Um, and I think there is one other, which escapes me right now. Um, either the the <coughs> final one for that is that you have could be skilled, and that to do that you must have been paid twenty-seven dollars an hour or more on the 29th of September. Those people who receive backdated pay rises might be eligible. Immigration is going to clarify that at the end of the month. However, my understanding is that any pay rise negotiations should have been started before the 29th of September. Asking an employer for a backdated pay rise now will not fly with immigration. Right, okay. <laughs> Sorry, mate, I'm going to have to cut you short on no, that one go, too. All good. Um, so we'll just cut it there. How much actual time have we got left? Two minutes. Awesome. Sorry about that, Shane. Um, we've got the visas to cover, the work visa side of it to cover, and we're obviously squeezing for time now. So can you just give me a brief, if anything, or maybe yeah, come up with a plan? There's some massive changes to work visas um, coming, but that's not till July next year, so I think that's best left for another time. Awesome. Okay. Um, if anybody has any questions, obviously, as Shane said, check out the website or um, give them a ring or any of the... Uh, Qualified professionals, professional agents, and that. Um, so, anyway, people, um, if you would like to make contact with Shane directly, you can do so by contacting the Hewitt Gold lawyers. Hewitt Gold are located at 162 D Street, Invercargill, and you know, or you can conf uh, can phone them on 03218317. Um, it's always important to remember that all situations are unique and it is advised that if you are unaware of your rights or obligations to seek legal advice or information about your situation as early as you can. If you have any questions about what we've discussed today or have a query in relation to something else or you would like an appointment with one of our volunteer lawyers then please call us in, on 2143180 or stop in at our offices at level 233 Don Street. Um, our office hours are 9 to 4.30 Monday through to Thursday, and on Fridays we're open until 4. We close our doors at 12 uh, to the public, but we are available by phone until 4pm. Uh, for the remainder of 2021, we are able to return to our, our rural outreach clinics, which are in the following areas. Gore, Bluff, Winton, Riverton, Lumsden, Atautau, Ojai, Nightcaps, Tuatapiri, and Tiano. Uh, you can contact us on 0800 55 0800 to make an appointment or for um, details on when we're next in your area. So that's it from us today. And thank you again, Shane. No worries. Thanks, Mike. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz. 